Welcome to the Beyond Intuitive Eating Podcast, hosted by me, Beth Basham. I am a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and liberated body coach. I'm also a wife and mama to two amazing little people. With over 20 years of experience, I help women bridge food freedom with optimal health using principles of intuitive eating, foundations of emotional mastery, functional medicine, and neuroscience. This is the space where you get to end the war with your body and discover total confidence and true health from the inside out. About two years ago, a client of mine shared a mantra in a group coaching call that literally blew up the room. And consequently, it also shifted how I now talk to my clients about shifting their relationship to their bodies. And I plan to share it for you here. But first, I want to check in to see if you relate to this story. My client that I was telling you about, like so many other women, was noticing that despite feeling more trust in her body with food and wasn't getting those pangs of guilt after eating anymore, she still felt very critical of her own body and still compared herself a lot to other women and people in her life. Simply put, she just hadn't reached that happiness in her body, and she was faced with this constant reminder of just how quote-unquote bad her body was, especially when she was in a room with women who looked different than her or maybe looked more ideal in her perspective. And she noticed it when she was in the changing room, trying on new clothes or just walking it down the street. And while we had talked about a lot of ways to start shifting this, she actually, through her own intuitive process, discovered a practice that really transformed how she related to her own body. And she shared it with the group. And I remember the breath that happened. Everyone just felt this sense of relief because she, it was simple, it was easy. And it was profound. And the mantra is this, I am for her. All right, I'll repeat that again if you missed it. I am for her. I am for her. And what she was relating to with this statement is this idea that self-love cannot be cultivated until we give love in all areas of our life. And what I love most about this story in this episode is not only that I get to tell you a bit more about her method (laughs) and how it helped herself and all of the other clients in the room, but it came from her heart and her inner wisdom. And I think that's a key component of my sharing today is that we often believe that the answers are outside of us. We believe that we don't have the wisdom and we have to find that wisdom somewhere else. And we've been trained and taught that that is the way to do it. This is why we've looked to nutritionists to have eating plans and eating programs. This is why we do certain exercise routines that follow a certain set of weights or rules, right? It's not uncommon and it's not bad to have structure. I don't, you know, I'm not lost upon the idea that structure can be really helpful. However, we oftentimes forget that we house this wisdom and this ability to grow more deeply in ourselves through ourselves. A lot of the discoveries we make in this journey might be seeded by another person or set of ideas, but the fertilizer 
is deepening our own trust in ourselves and finding a path for more food and body liberation that meets us where we are moment to moment. And more on that as we go, but let's talk about this unlikely mantra that has changed my client and future clients since her, their entire relationship with food and their body. So let's revisit it again. I am for her. Simply put, this is a statement of compassion. And it really relates to how we've operated because if you think about your life and you think about the cultural narratives that have driven a lot of our behaviors, we often and are rewarded for putting others before ourselves. So it's oftentimes easier for us to show or find examples of offering compassion towards others. So I often tell my clients and I ask them uh, if they're kind of getting down on themselves, telling me that they're really just hating their body, feeling really gross, feeling like their pants are uncomfortable. They're just not having a great day. Totally normal. They have a right to feel that way. And instead of coaching them and telling them that they should feel better and do this and do that and do this meditation and tap here and all the things that we can do and that do have, you know, they have value and merit. I teach them. But I oftentimes ask them, you know, what would you say to a friend who is feeling a similar challenge to their own? And the words that they can't so often and easily say to themselves, they find more quickly when they think about sending those words or those ideas or that support to another person, right? It's so much easier to think about what I would say to my daughter if she were in pain than what I would say to myself. And that's okay. This is normal. Like I said, this has been ingrained into us. It's in our DNA to take care of others. But it's also something and a practice that we can reinforce to help us learn how to start taking care of ourselves. The truth is we haven't walked in anyone else's shoes besides our own. So this compassionate statement becomes a practice for remembering that. And then eventually beginning to flip that statement as we look into the mirror and saying it to the reflection looking back at us. Knowing we don't have the whole story of anyone in our lives, right? Like we we haven't walked in the shoes of our neighbor. We haven't walked in the shoes of the person on social media we think has this perfect body and this perfect life. We don't know what any other story is but our own. And when we we take responsibility for our own story and we remember that everybody's on their own timeline, everybody's on their own journey, and it's going to look different than ours, it takes some pressure, it begins to take some pressure or some edge off of this need to be perfect. And what I'm specifically speaking about with perfection is perfect in our body. So this statement coming back full circle is a statement I am for her. I am declaring and looking out into the world and seeing other people on their journey. I am seeing them. I am validating. I am for them. And the antidote to any uncomfortable feeling for so many of us is compassion, is validation. We don't always need answers, right? We don't always need to be told what to do or how to act or what to wear. We need to be validated in who we are in the specific moment. And just as we need that 
our partners in this world, our partners, meaning our communities, meaning our friends, meaning the strangers we see on the street, they need this too. And this becomes an energetic practice. So I want to talk more now about how to use the I am for statement to start revolutionizing your journey with body and food, to start revolutionizing your relationship to your body, your relationship to food itself. So I'm going to do that, but for just a moment, I'm going to take a quick break. Just listen into this short message and I will be back to explain exactly how this is done. Hey there, beautiful soul. Do you ever find yourself caught in an endless loop of negative thoughts about your body and feel like you're in a constant war with what and how much to eat? If so, you're not alone. Reading a book, listening to a podcast, or talking to a friend may not be enough to help you experience total confidence with food and your body. For this reason, I have reopened my group coaching program, Peace with Food and Soul, a four-month immersive space where you get to finally shed food and body guilt for good. I have dozens of testimonials from happy clients who will never spend another cent on diet culture solutions because they have created health, mind, body, and soul from the inside out in this program. Check out the show notes for a link to more information if joining a small community who gets you is just what you need to accelerate your journey. Okay, back to the show. All right, so we are back and I wanna talk now how to apply and use this I am for statement, this unlikely mantra that can completely revolutionize how you see your own body. So let's just start by saying this, saying this statement out loud right? Just say it out loud while you're listening to this podcast. It's okay. Especially if no one's around, like you have nothing to be ashamed of. I am for her. And of course, if you need to adjust the pronoun there, I am for them. I am for him. Feel free to shift it and change it to what works for you. But as I mostly speak to women in my audience, I use the her pronoun again with the idea and objective that you can change it to what you need. But as you say it out loud, I want you to think of somebody and if you're in a, you know, an area or an environment where you can actually look and see other people, I want you to literally do this while I'm telling you this on the podcast. Look at them and say it. I am for her. You could even shift it to say I am for you. And what we do, it's so simple, we often miss it, is we just start to say it. We say it when we go to the grocery store. We say it when we go pick up our kids at school. We say it to our loved ones in our home. I am for you. I am for her. We say it when we're scrolling on social media, right? How many of you have gotten on social media, began to scroll, and before you knew it, know it, you were like, gosh, I don't feel great. I do this all too often, and it's a habit I'm working to break, but there are many times that I numb out, right, with social media, and I'll just start to scroll. I get hooked into something. I go to the next post. Five, 10 minutes passes by, and I check in with my body, and I'm like, gosh, I don't feel good. It's because I'm comparing myself to other people, other people's successes, other people's products, other people's this, that, and the other, right? We are, as humans, just naturally inclined to compare ourselves to others. That becomes a problem for us when we allow that voice, that inner critic that says we're not enough, we haven't done what they've done, so therefore we're not good, or our body doesn't look like their body, therefore my body's not good, right? 
These might be more subliminal or subconscious, but when we really start to pay attention to using a statement that directly opposes that inner critic, you'd be surprised to notice where that inner critic pops up day to day. And you might be someone who practices self-awareness. You know that your inner critic, especially when it comes to your body, when you look in the mirror, when you take a shower, you caress your thighs, it's like all inner critic mess, right? There's a lot of negative stuff coming out, a lot of negative thoughts that lead to depleted emotions, that leave us feeling crummy, that leave us feeling like we need to go diet, that we need to shrink our body, that we need to weigh ourselves, that blah, 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 right? The list goes on. But when we interject, we use this almost as a pattern interrupt. We start to practice, I am for her. We begin to shine the light outside of ourselves and begin to um, embrace other people for their imperfections, for their life story, for the shoes that they're wearing that we've never put on. We provide compassion and it puts a pattern interrupt in that inner critic that tends to and still likely will come up. Now, my suggestion is to use this phrase as often as possible throughout the day. Whether you're scrolling or whether you're out in the world, you're intentionally stating, I am for her. It's especially useful when you get in a group where other women are close together. And I think of, you know, not even, you know, sometimes it can happen online, but often in person. You know, you're going to a meeting or a a family event or a special occasion with some girlfriends, and it's so normal and natural to instantly a, well, there's a whole diet culture talk that can come up, but there's also this this thing that women do, and it's we tend to hide ourselves in those moments. We tend to shut down, and the inner critic takes over, and we start to, oh my gosh, like these ladies, you know, she lost a whole bunch of weight. She's doing really good things with her life. She's traveling. She's making money. And we instantly start to downplay our amazingness, our worthiness, our acceptance of self. But by using this statement intentionally as we walk into these environments and not letting it dim our light, we start to project this compassion out. What we give in our life is also what we receive. Okay, let that sink in. I'm going to repeat it. What we give is also what we receive. So if we dish out compassion to others, guess what comes back? Compassion, right? If you give out criticism, what are you going to feel in your body? You're going to feel critical, likely critical of the body that you're living in. If you give out insults, you become angry. If you give out love, guess what? You become love. And when you give someone your open heart, when you intentionally are for them, you become that for yourself, right? So this is the practice. It's so simple. And I'm spending an entire podcast talking about it. And that's not by accident. That's because I know that this phrase is powerful because I have seen it in my clients' lives. I see it in my own life, not just in the food and body realm, but in other realms of self-comparison. I notice when I'm getting down on myself and I look around and everybody's doing more than me. They're more successful. They're a better mom. They're a better spouse. And I recognize this self-judgment is not a reflection of them. It's a reflection of me. And so what do I do? I start 
handing out the compassionate phrase, I am for her, I am for him, I am for them, I am for you. And I'm saying it to you now, and I hope you feel this through the airwaves as the listener. I am for you. You are not here by accident. You came here because you are ready for liberation. And this is a passageway to begin or continue that journey. So that's the simplicity of it. And I could end the podcast here and say nothing more, and it would be transformational. In fact, I have had clients in my rooms, in my group coaching program, where I teach my peace food and soul method, where this is one of the practices that you can embark upon. But they have actually come back and designed tattoos and cool, like artistic, creative things to help them remember this phrase. So as a bonus, get into your creativity. How can you remember and remind yourself to use this statement often, daily, on repeat? Because repetition at the end of the day is the master of all learning. And the more that we pass out compassion for others, the more that we get it back to ourselves. And the more likely that we can start to look in the mirror and instead of saying, I am for her to the people outside of you, you can look at that reflection and you can say with authenticity, I am for me, right? And that's so powerful, so powerful because when we start to be for us, be for me, I am for me, when I am for me, I listen, I hear my body, I hear what it's telling me, I know my inner wisdom, my nervous system is grounded and regulated in that. I am connected to God and the divine and all things that are related to my higher power, right? This is such a simple yet profound practice. And if you want to take it a next step, if you want to take it a step further, try saying it to your enemies, or those who are living in bodies that trigger you the most. You know, I think it's so common. We want to find commonality with others. So we look and find friendships. There's actually research that shows that we befriend people who look like us, right? Our partners tend to be the same level of attractiveness. They even say our pets look like us. I'm sure some of you have heard that. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I think that's just human nature. But when we start to look outside of ourselves and we start to look at bodies that look different than ours, and we start to use a statement on our enemies or those that have triggered us for one reason or another, okay? And these are, when I talk to my clients, you know, some people who live in bigger bodies are triggered when they see someone in a smaller body and vice versa. Or somebody in a bigger body is triggered by another bigger body, or someone in a smaller body is triggered by someone else in a small... It's all like, it doesn't, there's not a clear-cut way that we get activated or triggered by other people's bodies. But the point here is, is when we notice those bodies or people that tend to trigger us the most, we can practice saying it to that. And that's probably next level. That may or may not be available to you right now, but I promise as you continue this practice, it will become available. It will become your norm. It will become how you operate, how you move in the world. Compassion drives the show. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna say about this unlikely mantra. Go get a tattoo of it if you need to. (laughs) 
Um, I'll have to reach out to my client who created a temporary tattoo. We never followed through with that. I'll have to return to that idea because I think that there's so much value in creating that concrete reminder. You can put it on a sticky note, put it on your computer. I've had clients write it with lipstick on their mirror, (laughs) right? There's a lot of different ways to remind yourself of this tool until it becomes a part of what you do. But another thing you can also do is find a community, right? Find a community who supports you with this, who reminds you of this work, who reminds you that compassion drives healing. That community is what heals us. And as you likely know, I have a community that I'm building called Peace of Food and Soul. And it's a, a group coaching program where we really guide you through the steps and the path to liberation, not on anybody else's terms, on your terms to help you grow in your connection to your body, to help you heal that relationship that you've had with food. And if my specific container is not for you, I invite you to find a community that is. We're not meant to do this work alone. When we go out in the world and we compare ourselves to others, it's because we are in relationship with others. That relationship can be disturbing and uncomfortable and lead us into our shell where we hide or that community can be that which liberates us. It's a choice. It's a choice of who we spend our energy and time with. So finding a community that is for you and you can be for is huge. And lastly, you know what? Just tell a friend about this practice. If you don't want to join a community, if you're not feeling comfortable with lots of people, maybe you're more of an introvert, just tell one friend about this practice and do it with them. Create that little accountability partner, right? That will help you stay on track and create those conversations that are really supportive for your transformation. All right. So in today's episode, I hope it was helpful. It was shorter than normal, but I like that. (laughs) And I hope you do too. But it's this, using a statement, a simple mantra, I am for her can change your entire ability to be self-compassionate and loving towards your own body. It can help you become more compassionate and loving towards your relationship with food. So I hope you try this on. It's just not another podcast you listen to and put off to the side because who hasn't done that? I definitely have, right? When we get free information, we oftentimes let it go in one ear and out the other. So I want to invite you to accept this as worth thousands of dollars, right? This practice in and of itself is so transformational and worth worth so much. Take that and own it and use it today. All right, all my best. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. I am so grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you share it with a friend who might also benefit. And if you want even more support on your food and body journey, please check the show notes for information about my free Facebook group and private coaching opportunities. See you next time.